Yo, sorry about that. Give me just a second. A couple technical difficulties. Start off the morning, but not a big deal. We're getting going right now. 80s, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. Had a nice little uh, day to kind of just relax and unplug. Uh, Thursdays have turned into like my day for me. It's been kind of fucking nice, man. Feel great. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing well, man. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way right now where yesterday I, I just realized, like, I don't know, man. I, I needed some time to recharge slash this morning, too. Um, I mean, heck, I won't even lie, bro. I, I got out of bed 30 minutes before this space. <laughs> so, scrambled to knock out a few things. Got, you know, got done just in time to kick this up. And... Yeah, like, I feel great, honestly. It's one of those things where I felt like I made up for about three or four weeks of sleep in the past, like, couple of days. So, you know, like, I I feel recharged, refreshed. Let's go, man. I love it. It's highly crucial that we do that, brother. I always try to say it in space, man, but you do it. You live, live the vibes. Currently getting ready to pour myself a nice glass of Celsius. On ice because I don't have any that are cold right now. Um, so yeah, give me give me like twenty minutes and the energy will be here in full force. Um, let's see, Josh is bored. Welcome to the stage, man. I don't think we've had you on one of the walking spaces yet. If we do, I'm a boomer. My memory's fading me. I apologize. How's it going? Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Yeah, it's my it's my first time. Uh... <laughs> here, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the vibes, Josh. Welcome to the vibes, brother. Thanks, thanks. How is it going? Oh man, it's going well. We do these spaces, you know, every single Friday. Lately, I've been doing them basically every single day. Um, you know, but we we've done these spaces every single Friday, as you can see, for nearly a year. It's coming up on it. It's getting close, man. So. Um, you know, always have just been a chance to, you know, kind of unwind, catch up on the week, talk about what's going on in the world of the uh, the wonky stocks and talk about what's going on in the world of NFTs in general, man. So, yeah, always, always has just been a fun way to unwind and catch up. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, man. So uh, I am curious, how'd you come across the space? What What brought you here? Because uh, most basically. people, too, quickly, just most people, like, even if they see it, aren't going to be bold enough that they join the space immediately when it kicks off, then request to speak. But I freaking love to see it. So I love your energy that you're bringing here already. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I was just on the, you know, the the crypto trading just on Twitter. You know, I was just seeing some some men's of fellow, you know, to, um, trader. And I was also looking at OpenSea, you know, like... Um, Food picks. I don't know if it's uh, like the name of the collection. And then I have seen, I have asked a friend of mine, yeah, was, what is this fucking collection? Well, how it's like at at point um, 15 when I have seen it. And he told me, yeah, it's Crypto Kaleo. We called it. And I was like, bro, that's so, <laughs> that's so amazing. That's so, so funny too, to have like this type of collection on the um, trending collection, you know, basically. 
on OpenSea and I was like, bro, it's crazy. So yeah, I discovered you thanks to this <laughs> collection. And uh, yeah, no, it's thanks my... Thanks feet pics, bro. I told you, 80s. I told you talking about that <laughs> shit for a minute would like, you know, it, it somehow would bring in an audience from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of DJs coming in. But I love to see it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I also um, I've seen that you have uh, another project like Led Jort, right? What is this project exactly? Because I don't really know uh, like how it's going, etc. Yeah, man. Uh, of course. I mean, you should definitely check it out. It's the Wonky Stonks. Led Jart is kind of like the umbrella, um, you know, the umbrella company above Wonky Stonks. So Wonky Stonks is the first collection released there. Right now, the only because you know, like. One of my big things is releasing quality over quantity. So, you know, if you're going to release a project rather than, you know, bringing anything else into that ecosystem, you got to make that initial project quality first. So, you know, it was a Freemint that did 15 months ago now. Here, give me a second. I'll pin a thread too. I'll pin a couple of threads for you. Uh, but yeah, it did a Freemint like 15 plus months ago. My background is in trading. Um, so, you know, if you have followed my content at all, like I posted more about NFTs and, you know, NFT trading recently, but also still talk a good amount about what happens, you know, with Bitcoin, Ethereum, some of the other altcoins, uh, some of the price action there. So it just felt authentic to me to, you know, release a collection that kind of captured the heart of the trader. Um, and also follow the generative art path. So my buddy Hondo actually, you know, wrote the code um, for the algorithm that produced all of the stonks, um, worked with him on that to be able to, you know, basically refine some of the art, get it to where it is now. Um, but, you know, it's purely generative art. All the price action is, you know, done completely randomly. Um, and the coolest thing to me is being able to look at it and see, okay, some of the price action on some of the charts in each stonk, like it reflects what you see on real charts. And I think, you know, there is a beauty in that. Like when I look at a chart, I think back and I see, you know, different moments of my life and different things that I've done, um, you know, different experiences that I've had while trading different you know, different coins or stocks, et cetera. So I think there is a real hidden beauty within that. Um, so yeah, man, you know, like the utility is the art, you know, the roadmap is officially we vibe and then we vibe harder. And like, I truly do believe that in cultivating a community that cares about the art above everything else, you know, like there's a lot of strength that intuitively comes with that. So you know, yeah, man, we've been we've been doing this for the past 15 months and, you know, slowly but surely, like, you know, the like the grind up has it, it's been fun. You know, the, the past few weeks, I mean, we obviously don't do this because the floor price is anything at all, because, you know, we've done this, whether the, the price of the stonks was 0.06 ETH or, you know, where we are today, where it's like 0.3 and, you know, it's just a little bit beneath the old all time highs. You know, we just come hang out and like i believe that consistency is key so I, i've gone through a lot of different shit but i mean feel free to you know ask any questions I, I i know i try i missed some stuff too and left some stuff high level but you know would love to answer any other questions okay thanks a lot it's very very interesting it's the first time that i have really really like heard something about this project 
before I have already seen it on OpenSea, but okay, it's very interesting. Okay, congratulations over the 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 floor price. Yeah, I've seen it's also very very good compared to the <laughs> compared to other you know collection actually on OpenSea, and then with the bear markets, I think it's it will be very very huge during the the bull. Like it's just the beginning, but we will see. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, I will say that, like, one of the things that's been encouraging to me, and again, you know, it's one of those things where, obviously, if the floor price was a metric that mattered, we would have stopped a long time ago, right? But like, you know, I think that it is encouraging to see from a reach perspective, just how strong that the stonks have held up, you know, even the past week and a half or so, where you've seen a lot of other projects that saw like a pretty good rise, that have already come back down a decent amount. Like the stocks are one of the few that I've seen that have been, you know, been able to maintain, you know, maintain that momentum. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but you know, it's been a lot of work too, because a lot of it is, you know, getting, getting the name out there to people like you, you know, that's kind of my mission this year is like, you know, I feel like there are a lot of people that resonate with the art that just haven't even had the chance to hear about it yet. So, you know, like you can, uh, I, I guess, like, in a sense, man, like, I'll be the freaking stock evangelist this year. I'm going to get the word out there to as many people as I can. I, I really do believe that it's just a matter of consistency. You know, the right people hear about it. And at the end of the day, like, you continue to show up and work. There, there are collectors out there for it. So, um, yeah, man. So, I'm curious. What's your story with NFTs? When did, when did you get plugged in? You know, I see you rocking that ape right there. Um you know, what, what, what brought you into the space to, to start off? Mm, like basically I was just doing trading, you know, like on the stock, um, stock market because I'm passionate for like now four years, you know, about just finance in general. I, I'm, I'm young. I'm very young. I started at 12, uh, trading. Then I have, uh, started like crypto three years ago. So I was 14. Now I'm, now I'm 16. And um, I've made a lot of good investment, <laughs> to be honest. And then, yeah, now I'm, like, managing many portfolio, you know, of many, many people, many famous people, like CEO of big projects. I'm also working with many VC. And, uh, yeah, actually, I'm now just living, you know, uh, thanks to trading in general, investing on NFT, crypto. But, yeah, like, it's most, like, my main investment, like, in Solana, Two years ago who made me really really make money so yeah uh, i started very very young and um, that's why i'm here today yeah, that's why i have a board ape and uh, and uh, i also to be honest lost a lot of money last year because of the beer market but like you can't be um, profitable <laughs> the entire the entire year so yeah basically yeah, that's my that's uh, what i have done yeah I respect them. So I'm curious, what is your what's your strategy with NFTs? Are you more of an active trader with it? Are you more of an investor where it's like, okay, you know, you eventually obviously the plan is you want to pick a project that's strong and be able to capitalize on that someday, but you know, you're you're kind of holding that back. Are you somebody that's like, man, my ape is my identity. I'm never going to part with this. Like where do you lie in those in those lines? Mm, my my investment like like I think ninety percent of my NFT portfolio is just um, like NFT to to chill, you know, with time. Like from the Yuga ecosystem, like uh, 
mutants. I have six mutants actually, so I have also on my board. And it's more, yeah, like for the, um, you know, also because when you have a PFP and it's like a board ape, people will will think that you're like another person. You know, you can be you can be the same person with a, a board ape, a PFP board ape. It will be different, you know. So that's why I'm keeping my board ape, and because I don't really need, you know, actually this money because I also have many business. Um, we are dif- we we are different, you know, from uh, from crypto. But actually, when I want to invest in a like on the long term, in the long term, you know, on um, on a collection, it's just about the team, because I have seen many, 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 like a lot of big projects, who had, you know, a, a very good hype, like very good design, etc. But without the real team, you cannot do a real, real thing. You cannot, like, build a real project. You cannot have a real community because if your project is not like how you will think and how you will like really how you want to improve, you know, this market, it will not work. you know, like I have seen many, many like little projects who has done more than big project. And I can also tell you like, a lot of things about little project at the beginning and why I invest in, you know, on this project at the beginning. It's like all about the team for me, you know, because every single person have a different idea about that. But for me, it's all about the, the team, also the partners, but to be honest, like actually every every single project is partner with every project, you know. So it doesn't it doesn't like um, represent something. So yeah, for me, it's all about the the team, about also the roadmap because the roadmap is like more the vision of the team of the founder and why this project is actually building and why I have to like put money uh, on this project. And then you can also sometime have you know some. Uh, equivalent to like shit coin but like in nft you know what i mean and it's basically i invest also in this type of nft when i have like an information you know from people from huge investor who want to just chill who want to invest so yeah it's more like for me it's more about the team in general but i don't i don't really care about white paper and all this shit you know because like a white paper doesn't really represent a project because i can do like the perfect white paper and do like just 10% of what I have uh, right you know so like it's it doesn't make sense for me but here yeah, it's it's more about the team in general yeah. oh that's awesome man um you know I'm curious so you said you're you're really involved with the Yuga ecosystem what else has really caught your attention recently yeah when you're mm. talking about the team and like kind of that mantra yeah yeah for me for me actually the the Yuga ecosystem it's more like the the more mainstream collection NFT, you know, like, like, every, I think every single person here thinks the same thing, you know, about Yuga, but Yuga, it's more like for the history, you know, it will never for me, for me, you know, in my opinion, of course, it will never go very, very, very down, you know, like the, the price can be divided by two or three, you know, but they will, they will build, they will build, and they are actually building, you know? So, like, it, for me, it doesn't matter, you know, the price of my board ape and why I'm actually holding six mutants and one board ape. It's because it's Yuga, you know? It's Yuga, and Yuga, it's all about... It's not just a brand. It's a real ecosystem, you know? All around eco, uh, all around the ecosystem. It's actually what caught my attention it's um, i think the um, i don't know if you heard something about like a mochaverse no no i 
I don't think. Are, are you talking about the uh, the Dookie Dash? No, Mukaverse. You don't know the. Um, no, I don't think that I have. I don't think I've heard of it. Oh, okay. So like, Mukaverse is like the um, NFT collection of Animoca brand, you know. And like, if you have um, Board Ape and uh, and mutants, you can have like you are eligible, you know, for the whitelist. And like, yeah, I think it's the last thing that's really caught my attention because like the um, like the pass, the last pass that they they, um, they launched, like it's for me, it's not really. It's just a pass, you know. It will give you a career and access, you know, to a, to a game. But I'm not really hyped about the game because it's like, first of all, it was about the metaverse. Now it's a game, you know, and I'm lost. <laughs> I'm just lost. I just want to see like really the um, the final parts and the final version, you know, of what they are doing actually. But no, it's for me. It doesn't matter actually. But no, I'm I'm most hyped by the. Um, by uh, foot picks, to be honest, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I, I, I will just see it's really like a long term, long term um, investments, and uh, yeah, that's that's all. That's all. So, Josh, <laughs> you're you're kind of saying like you're in it for the culture in a sense. It sounds like it's a, it's the culture that attracts to you, right? You want yeah, to be yeah, there yeah. early for that culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you know, like, okay, the only thing I'll say about the feet picks, like, you know, I've got, I've got some, right? Like, I, I think it's a funny meme and I'm holding on to them, but I'm not like, you know, staking my life on the success of it. You never know when you've got random ass founders from random ass mints, where the momentum is going to take it. And I think that's why, you know, I went ahead and like have, you know, I have a little position there in case it does do some type of run like a Goblin Town. But at the same time, it, like it's a position that you know I know honestly probably deserves zero. So if it goes to zero, I'm fine with that. But you know, like hey, if it goes way higher, like that's also fun, right? Like you know, so it's one of the things that you know being involved with that and kind of being in the background. That's why I got exposure to it because I think if you're in NFTs and you know, like you do a hundred percent cut and dry, like, you know, you need a little bit of spice to be able to make things fun here and there. I'm not somebody that will go out and chase a new degen mint every single day and just watch my ETH, you know, mint or burn to zero. Um, but I think one every here and there could be fun. That's kind of why I ended up, you know, just getting a little bit, but you know, at the same time, like, you know, again, the, the danger of that, yeah, yeah, I got a DM from Johnny. I need more degeneracy. I probably, you know, I might, I might, but you know, like that's the thing, man. Like at the end of the day, when you're depending on somebody else and it's a new thing, like there's so much that can come with it, right? And I do believe, you know, we the market has trended so much recently across the NFT marketplace. I'm a big believer, and it may not be a popular opinion, but I am a big believer that the NFT marketplace isn't done. I think that, like, you know, does gain momentum. It continues to gain strength. And what we saw recently, you know, like, we saw a decent pickup in volume across the board, saw a lot of projects. Right now, a lot of that volume has gone to the sewer pass. Uh, But I, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that a lot of that ends up trickling down. And we get that momentum back, especially as we approach, you know, the blur airdrop there in February. I think a lot of that continues. So, you know, 
in that mix, you're obviously going to have the quality projects continue to do well like they have. But, you know, I think you'll have the occasional DGen mint that does well with it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And to, to be honest, the, about the zero pass, you know, the, the pass of the, like, of Yuga, I have, uh, I, I didn't know, you know, that, <laughs> that they were a pass until this morning. Like, a friend of mine sent me a message and he, he told me, did, did you claim your, your, um, your pass? I said, what, what the fuck are you saying, bro? We, which pass, you know? And he told me, bro, you don't, you, you didn't know that they, you can still claim it, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 but I, I claimed it like so. So this morning, I think it was no, no, yesterday, yesterday morning. Sorry, yeah, yeah so yes, yesterday morning, yeah, it was. <laughs> it told me, bro, you're crazy. Like you have, you have a board ape and six mutants, and you didn't even know that <laughs> that day is <laughs> fucking past, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it was funny, but yeah, no, now yeah, I've seen. I think the the floor price like a two it now for the um, the chair one now something like that. Yeah, man, like I'm looking at it. The sewer pass, I mean, they were down at 1.3 ETH um, just the other day. And they're all the way up to, you know, right around that 2 ETH area. So they've slowly been climbing. But I mean, it's been on insane volume, too. Because they've literally only been out since, like, let's see, you know, basically two days, like 48 hours. And they've already done nearly 14,000 ETH of volume. So, yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, you could look at a lot of the top projects on OpenSea prior to this, and the top, top days on the top projects have been 1,000 ETH, right? You know, 600 ETH, 500 ETH. So the fact that this has done 14,000 over 48 hours, dude, that is wild. And I really think a lot of that does rotate back across the rest of the market. You know, you think about this, too. A lot of this was a free claim for Yuga, you know, Yuga holders, too. So, like, you know, there's I don't see the free claim being something that extracts ETH from the ecosystem as much as I think that it injects ETH back into the ecosystem. So I think that there's there's just a lot of hype circulating around it right now. I, I do think a lot of that ends up trickling back down into other strong projects here soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, bro, have you played that Dookie Dash game yet? I know you said that you were kind of disappointed that it was a game like that, but, you know, have have you uh, have you done the, I guess, Temple Run with <laughs> the Yuga version of Temple Run? Oh, the, then there is a game, <laughs> like, we, we, we can play Wait, bro, you didn't realize that? No, bro. I Dude, just like okay, yes. <laughs> like, with the sewer pass, if you have the sewer pass, you're supposed to play this game that Yuga came out with. And I actually heard it's actually kind of fun. Um, it's no. Kind of Dash, oh, right? uh, I would try. I would try. Okay, so why? you're supposed to go out and play Dookie Dash. <laughs> and here's the thing with it. Apparently, your ranking, like, you link your wallet, and your ranking helps to, you know, determine something about the traits that you end up getting on the mint itself. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit un unclear since I'm not really super involved with that, but that's what, you know, my take is from being on the outside and hearing some other people talk about it. Um, Kaleo, can I just, um, yeah, yeah. um, um, is, is it uh, Josh? Um, what do you, what do you got to do is you've got to go to, um, the board, a, uh, Twitter, 
uh, make sure you go to the Board Ape Twitter. But now you're going to have to scroll down a little bit. And basically, you the best thing to do is they give you an option to um, is um, are your apes that because you've got so many apes are they all in ledgers and stuff like that? Josh? Sorry. Yes, sorry, are your sorry, apes, sorry. Are, are your apes yeah. in, in, in ledgers? Are they in a ledger? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so then what you have to do is that even if they're not in a ledger, they've got um, two um, platforms whereby you can collect, connect your, your wallet where your apes are and then it will create another um, wallet, uh, another hot wallet for you so that when you do play the game, yes, your apes are not in danger of being um, um, compromised. Yeah, I forgot um, the thing. I'll, I'll look. I'll look for it and I'll put it in the um, in the chat box down here. So that's the first thing you've got to do so that your your apes are are safe. And then um, you know, I think you've got to connect to the website and whatever it is to play okay. the game. Yeah, I'm yeah, done I will talking. Check, I will check on the. Um... On the board, a bird for dogs. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, another option that you have, um, if you send your apes in the sewer pass over to me, I can qualify everything for you, and I can shoot it back your way right after. And actually, I'll double the apes. Whatever you give me in apes, whatever you give me in sewer passes, I'll double it. Um, you know, so just let me know. I'll send you the ETH address if that works for you. And you won't even have to worry about playing the stupid-ass game. Like, you can leave that to me. Oh, thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I really want to send it um, to you now. Yeah, Can you send me the address, please? Yeah, yeah, bro. I'll shoot it. Just kidding. That is a freaking test, Josh. That is a test. <laughs> And I'm here to protect ape holders. That is my mission in life to protect another ape from being stolen. And I just freaking did it right now. Uh, I, I, I was never you can, I was kidding. I was kidding. You can, you can send it to feedpicks.eth. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll help you with, with the dookie dash or whatever. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. No. No, please. <laughs> No, man, that's, that is funny, though. Um, but yeah, bro, you should definitely check it out because I, I know that it definitely plays it plays some type of role into the mix. And I, I like I heard it's kind of fun, but one way or the other, it definitely affects your mint. So you got to check it out. Is a gamified? It is a gamified mint. So I think there are going to be a lot of other big names that kind of take off after this. But, you know, everybody's acting like this is the first gamified mint ever. You know, it, it like. I'm fairly positive it's not. I've heard of that meta dating back to 2021. And I forgot who did it, but there have been several other mints. You know, I guess Yuga's kind of played into it a little bit a couple times where before you were allowed to mint, you had to play a game and pass X. Basically, kind of just make sure that you're not, you know, you're not an NPC um, and, you know, you're not a bot and you know pass the human test and if you do above x then you're allowed to get into it so i don't know man like a lot of people are a lot of people are down about the fact that you know some of the other shit is down right now while everything's been sucked into this yuga mint and this yuga hype bro i'm kind of the opposite i don't know about y'all i'd love to hear y'all's take because again i'm looking at this you look on OpenSea, sewer pass volume 
4,700 ETH. Next highest, which CryptoPunks are officially a Yuga asset now, 765 ETH. Third highest, Hasbola NFT. That's the one I'm most bearish about on here. You know, like has those type of NFTs are pure ETH suckers. Uh, so that sucks at 500 ETH. Um, Dude, today is going to get worse, Cleo. Did you see that Porsche is doing a mint? 0.911 ETH for the Porsche 911s. I'm, I'm glad you brought that's that gonna up, be, oh, I saw oof, that, man. That's, yeah. that's a cash <laughs> grab and a half. No, I didn't. Like, tell me how many how many are Don't there? know the supply. Like... I'll pin the tweet up top. I'm, I'm going to take a I'm going to do some more digging. But that's going to suck a lot of ETH out of the market today. Well, but, you know, here's here's the thing with those. So I just there's part of me that really hopes that the average person that mints those isn't an NFT native. What what percentage of the people do you think that do, do these type of mints do them because they're like huge Porsche aficionados and they learned how to go down versus the number that are actually crypto native? I'd say that it's probably, man, it's still probably got to be 70 to 80% it, it, crypto. It is. I mean, how, but the Trump thing was weird, though, because he got about 80% of the people from his own base that minted the, the Trump ones. But I guess that was just kind of like an outlier. Um, you know. Well, it's also because he accepted credit cards, you know, made it pretty easy with that. So a lot of people that then bought the Trump NFT didn't even know how to access it. The, the so. price point, too, I guess, 100 bucks is not a lot to ask for, but... You know who's going to spend uh, about fifteen hundred bucks on this on on the Porsche uh... Porsche aficionados, bro? <laughs> like you 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 let them buy that with a credit card? Hell yeah, they're going to go ahead. Yeah, and but that. I guess the the Venn diagram of like crypt rich crypto guys and 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 Porsche appreciators, you know, pretty much the the same person. So what you're saying is the credit card is the new meta coming out. I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds, you know, I, I, I didn't even realize that as I was saying it. But I mean, as far as if you've got, which it's simpler than you think about if you just plug in, you know, like there are multiple payment processors out there that just convert basically on the spot for ETH and, you know, for whatever. But, you know, you got to make sure that you work that integration into the, uh, into the mint page and um but i mean yeah like i guess it does add to it but it all just depends on the type i think for the web 2 brands that yeah man like why wouldn't a lot of these web 2 brands where the majority of their audience that's familiar with them doesn't know shit about crypto why wouldn't they add in that type of payment processor dude this is going to take 7500 eth man there's 7500 license plates um look at look at the, the utility with this Chance to attend exclusive virtual and real-life events, special merchandise. Oh, you get a Porsche fanny pack. Nice. Unique traits from our artists and partners. One private airdrop for each first NFT owner. First NFT owner. Interesting. Exclusive Porsche BTS access. Co-creation of Porsche's Web3 future. I don't know. This Dude, it's just... Okay, that's the thing that irritates me with a lot of these... You know, as bullshit as this sounds, maybe I'm wrong here and maybe this is not a base to take. and People can take the other side of it. But that's the thing that fucking pisses me off about the majority of these Web2 brands that are entering in with NFTs is that they focus so much on this random ass utility that's way overpriced 
right? Like if they were going to do something that was not an NFT and they were going to pay for this kind of lottery ticket type of access to those type of events, it'd be way cheaper. Actually, the majority of those type of events and things that they're saying that they would do, they typically just do as part of like larger, broader giveaways. But these, in a sense, just act as an overpriced lottery ticket for access because you're like, well, rather than one out of a million chance of doing this, I now have one out of 7,500 or one out of 10,000 or whatever their mint is, right? So, like, it just, I don't know. I mean, I hate the meta, between, you know, behind the people that actually drive these. Dude, this kind of, you know what this sounds like, though? I feel like they, they probably were late to the to the game and, like, they, they were working on this for a while and the market's been dead and now they have an opportunity to release this because this is, like, so, remember when, like, Haritos and, like, Nickelodeon, it's, like, any, any Web2 brain coming in, doing the same shit it's like the same stale playbook well when did they announce this because i hadn't heard anything about it before you know if you like you're probably right if it's something they just announced and it hasn't been like three or four months in the making about hey we've got something big be on the lookout you know be on the lookout in january if they just announced this out of the blue they definitely have a team that's been sitting on this project waiting for market momentum to pick up and they were like oh Everything looks good now. Let's go ahead and shoot for it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stay. I don't even want to like look into this. I mean, I, I don't even care if I like mid curve this, but like, I'd rather waste my money on like feed picks than this shit. To be completely honest, like at least rough. I mean, I when you think about it, Croc, do, do you do you really think that with these Web two brands coming in here and kind of like creating their own precedent, or at least trying to? with onboarding new people, do you think that these new people that are on board with these, like, you know, credit card pump projects for Porsche, Trump, or whatever the fuck, do you honestly think that they'll adopt kind of the ecosystem that is truly being built uh, in Web3? Or do you think they'll stay It depends on the brand at the end of the day. Like, I think really you got to look for like a, a mega influencer, someone like, if, like a Kanye. You need someone like so like famous or like that – you know, or like Trump, you know what I mean? Like that kind of like, like rabbit fan base or whatever is like, what's going to keep the thing going and what, where you probably won't get rugged. Cause like, it's kind of like a founder risk. All these things are like found, like for the, the individual influencers for the web two brands. I mean, it's cool. I mean, those people do have money, right? If you're driving a Porsche, you probably have, unless you know, you're just one of those guys that, you know, just like leases the car and like, you know, you're just like living paycheck to paycheck. But I mean, for the most part, they probably have money, but I, I don't know if that, you know, like constitutes like long term like value for this. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just probably saving like dry. Pa- like, again, you, you're buying like quality right now. And, you know, just because like you're flush with, with cash, you don't want to. It's the same thing. man. the people that had a lot of money during the last bull market kind of wasted it on shitty mints, you know, and I'm like, I'm not doing that <laughs> now that I'm like in a good position. Uh, I mean, I was screwing around, but it's it's like screw around money, and you know the majority of my stuff is in blue chip stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna waste my money on these mints, even for like a quick flip, unless it's like a Mr. Beast or something, where I'm like, okay, this thing is gonna full send, you know. I, I just I don't get that from from this mint. It just seems really unoriginal and uninspiring to me. Yeah, my hope is eventually one, one day there will be that onboarding into the ecosystem through mediums that are unconventional like this, too, because, 
people that I have gotten into NFTs, they may get into one project. They don't know the ecosystem. Then they start getting involved with it. Then they start me- making connections, um, exploring different blockchains. And, you know, the hope with onboarding people with stuff like this w- would hopefully make it a more advantageous space. But that's the that's the ultimate question, whether or not they're in it for that or whether they're in it just to be part of something cool like a Porsche license plate. Yo, but hey, does anybody know the exact mint date for the Yuga Sewer Pass? Mint? For the what? Yuga? Yeah, yeah, for the Yuga. Like, have they announced what the actual date will be? All I know is the gamified side of it, the Doogie Dash side, is going to last at least a couple of weeks. Um, But I'm not sure if they've announced an actual date for when the mint side of that is. Okay. Um, First of all, I just want to say, Hello to a couple of friends that have come into the room. Ricky, who's on stage. Um, Mr. C, down there. Uh, Low Sleazy. Low, Mr. C. Lucky Rabbit. They're cool. Come up, you know. Um, so what I understand is um, you get your sewer pass. You can pay, play the Dookie Dash for um, up until the 8th of Feb. You must play at least one and get a score in order to be in line for the mint that happens um, um, after the, the eighth or whatever the summoning is. So that's the bottom line that I think everybody needs to know right now. Um, get your sewer pass, um, play at least once, and that puts you in line for the mint. And if low, if I've got it wrong, you can come up and correct me. I'm done talking. Appreciate that, Q. Um, yeah, yeah, like so... That's the thing with it, too. From the looks of it, they're unlimited attempts, too. So everybody's out there just playing. Nine but I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah. I saw um, Sam Bankman Freed uh, retweeted your tweet. Yeah, about the whole thing and the new CEO and whatever it is. So, how many wonky stonks are stuck on FTX? And, um, what was the, you know, the value of your tweet and why he kind of retweeted? And then I saw that he even um, made another tweet saying that there, uh, there is money on the, in, a, in the American um, FTX. Um, so I'm done talking. There are about 100 stonks stuck on FTX US. So from what I've talked to, though, like I, I, I've talked to somebody that officially still works there. And he thinks, like, again, he doesn't know anything about timeline or anything else. But from the unofficial communication back and forth between this guy, like, they, to me, it seems like there's a pretty good chance that those will eventually be unlocked. Everybody that deposited on there will be able to withdraw them, that... It's just a matter of like clearing all the whatever the legal hassles are of being able to reopen the exchange, actually get to it. One of the cool things with NFTs are too that, you know, verifiable ownership versus fungible tokens, right? Like with a fungible token, everybody can argue, well, who owns what percentage of what? With an NFT, I mean, one person can own one token. There's no fractional shares that are involved with it. So I think it's just a matter of wading through those legal hoops. They're basically in a sense... (laughs) You know, they're basically locked for now, but, you know, I, I, I'm fairly certain they will have an unlock date with that. But, you know, 
one of the things that I've talked with with recent people, you know, like I'm going to work with whoever, if, if somehow they come out and they say, Hey, guess what? These NFTs, we're, we're just going to freaking burn them. And you know, there's no claim. There's no anything else with that. Like, I've got enough supply. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work with different people who have their NFTs stuck on there, make things right. So like, you know, it's one of those things. It's just, it's an annoying process, but I'm fairly certain on the U S side of things that that will reopen. Now I, I was pissed off whenever he retweeted my tweet because I was like, man, what did I miss here? And is there something that like, I should have clarified more if Sam agreed with it, but I actually really do think it's the right thing, right? Like, even if it's not the popular opinion, I mean, when there's new leadership under place, you've got this exchange that was massively popular because people liked, you know, whether or not, you know, talk shit about the matching engine, how you want to talk shit about the latency, how you wanted to, but the overall structure of it, like, there were a lot of things that a lot of people liked. So I think that reopening that does, it's their highest value asset that they have left, right? And if you can prove that it still works, then why not go ahead and, you know, again, I wouldn't trust them with it again. I don't care what ownership with it is. The name is tainted to me. I'm not going back to it. But... That doesn't mean that other people wouldn't and that they wouldn't be able to increase the value of said exchange by doing that. And if nothing else, I mean, yeah, this sounds shitty, but from the looks of it, it's kind of true. It almost looks like, you know, you look at what happened with FTT, Serum, you know, some of the other shitcoin projects that went to, you know, basically zero after all that, they all pumped off of it. And if you're trying, you know, if you're these people that are trying to recover assets for customers you know i i'm not surprised that they're trying to inflate the value of those to say hey look at how much we've recovered even though they're doing exactly what sbf was doing before about the way that they'll book value that's what i'm really curious on i'm curious to see if like a week from now john j ray comes back and he's like hey look at this we've actually increased you know we found another billion dollars and then you look at like the underlying statements for what the billion dollars are, and it's the exact same assets. It's just FTT and some of these other illiquid coins have started to climb. Yeah, but you know, um, Sam Bankman Fried had always said that the, um, the um, American side was liquid, and FTT is um, flying now. You know, it's like um, $2.40 or something like that from. Um, you know, a low. So what's happening there? Well, first and foremost, FTT was never associated with the U.S. side of the exchange. You couldn't even buy FTT on FTX US. So those were completely separate from one another. I think the real thing is, you know, I think that they're talking about, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I need to read through some of the statements. I've kind of honestly just been in this state recently where I got so burned out on FTX news that I, even though it affects me, I kind of tuned out a little bit the past couple of weeks. Um, but I'm pretty sure that they were talking about restarting both the international and the U.S. Maybe I'm wrong on that. If it's just the U.S., like I, I again see no reason why they couldn't. The biggest thing that they suffered was the, um, you know, that hack where they lost a couple hundred million dollars worth of tokens but their bank and every you know their accounts were completely separate like i 
you know, this may be an unpopular opinion, but like, I really do trust Brett Harrison when I talk to him. Um, you know, I, I've had several conversations with him, like before and after whatever happened, but after what happened, he called me like a day after, and this is when he, you know, wasn't with FTX US anymore. He's pursuing his own thing. You know, he just completed a raise for his new company that he's starting up right now, his new project. Um, but yeah, so he called me just to commiserate about what happened. And he's like, man, you know, this, like this freaking sucks. I'm blindsided by this, you know, basically outlined everything that he outlined in that tweet thread the other day. And we were talking back and forth on it. And he was like, yeah, you know, luckily he's like, I see no way how the, how the FTX US side can be hindered. We were completely separate. You know, he was, and this was, you know, him not being an employee at that time, but he's like, I just don't see how the FTX US side could be affected from this. And, you know, somebody that was the president of the FTX US side, I doubt that he would like call me <laughs> just to talk through that if he was completely full of shit with it. Like, I'm pretty sure he'd understand what was going on. So I think he was taken off guard the same as everybody else when it was shut down, even though he wasn't involved with it. But like, I, I have a hard time seeing how the US side really is as you know why it, why it needed to be shut down with everything else i think everything's going to be okay there it's just a matter of you know a little bit of patience no i just want to say hello kaleo is that have i said your name right is it kaleo yeah actually that's perfect ricky welcome up to the stage yeah so uh, q talks very highly of you actually I, i've never i do apologize ricky. i don't know you ricky. No, 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 you. You. no q i'm talking ricky. q yeah, no i'm talking to me first as well you meant to say hello oh to well me. i'll give you i'll blow you a kiss there you go well, there Thank you go you. mr q there you go Thank you. <laughs> but oh uh, yeah i apologize i didn't know you actually and then um if you don't know my name i also apologize because this is my jungle and you're here and so i thought i'd check you out and you seem to be a good old boy actually so, you know, that's okay. You can continue with your spaces and continue in the NFT space if you want to. Just checking you out, making sure that you're all right. But, um, yeah, good to be here. Nice to meet you. Like I say, good friend of mine, Q, he, he talks highly of your rooms. He says, you should come in, see him. He's a good old boy. I was all right. I will. And I've been listening. I've even been cuddling my little baby boy. Um, so, yeah. And you, I actually sent you a DM. I actually sent you a DM the other day. Hello, because... Ricky, Why am I rude? Rude? you haven't introduced yourself. You haven't told yeah, well, anybody who you are. Well, You're if people talking. don't know me, then I apologise. I've already yeah, well, you have apologise, haven't be I? polite and introduce yourself. Come on. Well, fuck's sake. I've apologised already. I mean, okay. So, so Kalle, if you don't know me, and if anyone here doesn't know me, I do apologise. I actually have the first lions of the blockchain. When the Bored Apes did their thing, I had a hundred lions. Um, I also have lion cubs. And I also have jungle apes, but I've 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 had a media production company for over twenty two years. I've directed and done cinematics for Disney and Nemo and pretty much everything. Um, and then came into the NFT space probably two and a half years ago, something like that. Bought a lot of NFTs, came in as a collector, um, bought many many NFTs, and actually feature in uh, Johnny Kaplan's latest TV show that he has. Um, about NFTs and stuff. It's on Amazon Prime. It's like a six part 30 minute episode um i had the first conference in the uk we had about three thousand people on nfts back in 2021 um and then i talked to nft london 
last year because NFT NYC came to my town and my city. I was like, hang on. Uh, and then Q and I, we, we have a number of spaces and, and have a lot of friends in this space because, uh, you know, you, you, your network is your net worth. So you keep growing friends. And I love the fact, actually, that um, what I've noticed and what you've been doing is something that Q was talking about, actually, uh, is the fact that you have been bringing the sort of charts into the NFTs. Because I think it's quite important for people to understand and have a respect for the charts and crypto as well as NFTs and to understand it. And like, I, I'm, not, I'm not from the crypto world. I sort of come into it like 2020. I'm very much the media, film and animation world. Um, but when Bored Apes launched their apes, I launched the Lions and I used to have fun with them because they were going to talk about their yachts. And I said, you can do that. But we, uh, the Lions own many marinas, uh, own the marina. So we said, you can do that, but we own the fucking marina. So I used to sort of play with all of the different projects. And then obviously, you know, lots of projects become rug pulls. Um, but we have a very strong community that's organically growing. And um, yeah, I'm a probably, I'm, I'm an OG because I'm an old git. And uh, actually, a cool thing, today, I uh, came back from um, uh, the hospital for being five years clear on cancer because I actually had that five years ago and so then i went right i'm hunting down everything because i actually dream i realized my 10 year old boy's dream by being an animator and doing all that shit and now i'm like well actually the nft space allows me to shine light on artists make friends um and connect so my kids have friends all over the planet which is what they have right now so when q was saying about your room i was like okay i'll send galileo a message i sent you a video message about a week or so ago get you busy and then I thought I'd come in and say hello. So sorry for taking up the oxygen in your room and rattling on like I have been. But thank you for having me up here and, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing, my friend. Hey, no apologies necessary whatsoever, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, like it's tough. And I apologize too. You know, I won't even lie. Like, it's tough for me to keep up with the DMs of the people that I follow. So unfortunately, I rarely am able to even go through the ones of the people that I don't. So, you know, but that's one of the great things about these spaces are typically if somebody really wants to reach me and they really want to be able to talk and, you know, communicate, then they can come up on one of these spaces anytime and have a conversation. So, you know, it really just shows me the hustle of if somebody's got something important enough. Like, you know, they're going to make the effort and it, it, it'll be worth it in the long run. So that's kind of the way that I filter through a lot of that type of info anyway. Right. Like, you know, people that have something that is a good enough, you know, good enough opportunity, you know, somebody that's a good a person that is worth making the connection for. Like they'll they'll make the effort and like, you know, hey, I'm sure there are a couple that I miss along the way. But again, that's the, the thing that's kind of tough eventually whenever you reach a platform and you've got so many different possible connections and so much, you know, different reach across the space. It's, it gets it, tough whenever you're it's one okay. going through it all. It's all right. I forgive you. It's okay. You will stumble in the jungle and I don't have to set my lions on you. It's all good. You know, you got a you got a pass for now. You know, if you misbehave, I'll just set the lions on you. And I've got quite a few lion cubs, so... You know, the community is pretty strong. <laughs> but I'll, forgi I'll, I'll, for I'll forgive you. You know, hey, look, when you live in a world of animation since 10, this is like NFTs is like properly my world. I'm just like, ha ha. Try and talk to people. I, I work with brands as well, but imagine talking to Web2 and they're like, what the fuck? 
fuck are you talking about? Lions, what? You've got what? And they're what? And it's really funny because after um, Amazon Prime doing that TV, everyone was like, oh, I saw you on that. Oh, wow. So you're not that completely mad. I'm like, mm, you probably am mad, actually. But now you want to know about it, don't you? And uh, yeah, so it's really interesting. But this, it's a very, very cool space. What? How long have you been in this space? Because I actually have sort of noticed you having rooms the last sort of couple of months. But I've never noticed your rooms before. So how long have you been in the space? So I've, I've been involved with crypto since 2017. Um, so, you know, like primarily when I first got involved, it was back in like January 2017 when I actually first really heard when Bitcoin, Ethereum first clicked to me. Um, you know, so in, in the background, kind of invested, slowly started trading later on as the altcoins started to pop off, you know, in April, May of 2017. And I lurked in the background of the crypto Twitter space for a while. And I followed a bunch of these accounts. And, you know, the more I followed, the more degenerate I became. And eventually, I didn't want to talk about crypto from my personal account, because I didn't want the judge of other people. Then there's also like the safety aspect, everybody that was on crypto Twitter was anonymous. So I made this anonymous account, you know, just to be kind of like a journal and a way to connect deeper with people. And that was in September of 2017. Um, and from there, you know, slowly just grew the account over the course of the rest of that bull market and then into the bear market, you know, over the next several years and just became a way to be able to connect with people. And I think that, you know, you've probably seen this too, Ricky, whenever you start to make connections in this space, it becomes more and more difficult to escape the black hole that are those connections. And that is the interest of the crypto space and the allure of it in general. And, you know, more than anything else, it's like, I, I enjoy the connections, but I also really do believe in the potential of the technology and the potential of this market for where it's going. And like, I really, you know, I, I believed then, and I still believe now that it's early, um, you know, if you look in the right places. And right now, I think, so, you know, I continued down that more trading-centric path for a while. And that's why, whenever I finally introduced an NFT collection, as NFTs started to come up, you know, I did the wonky stonks as a free mint um, for my followers, because, you know, I won't even lie, at the very beginning, when we first introduced it, I just wanted a way to be able to, you know, connect deeper to my audience and to be able to introduce something that was authentic to my brand and i felt like charts were that right and i wanted to do something different something that hadn't been done before and i hadn't really seen anybody that had done any type of derivative of what the wonky stonks are so you know buddy hondo was the one who wrote the algorithm for the generative art behind the stonks. I worked a lot with him in kind of working through different iterations on ideas for that, you know, developed so, a product. So when did you launch them? It was October of 20, uh, 2021. So oh, okay. October 19th, 2021. And yeah, man, it was it, like the cool thing about that. If you look at it, I was actually hosting a space that had a couple thousand people in it because Bitcoin was breaking a new all time high. And again, you know, even though I didn't have the prominence in the NFT space, uh, I, I've been a fairly prominent individual in the crypto Twitter space for the past several years. You know, fortunately, whether I deserve that or not, like I'm not going to argue, but like, you know, one way or the other had that platform and had the opportunity to speak to a lot of people. So I dropped it as a stealth launch during that space. 
So there wasn't a lot of hype surrounding it because I don't like what a lot of projects do to, you know, develop artificial hype and whether or not like I could have done more back then, you know, who knows, but like one way or the other, it's just been a project that has persisted with me. But, you know, the thing is, I didn't really make the connection at this time. I think it's part of the arrogance that you have whenever you are working in an individual echo chamber that I had this bubble and my bubble was crypto Twitter. And I crossed over slightly to the NFT side, but I really didn't realize how different the two communities were. And it took- so do you prefer the NFT one? It's like proper dangerous. The NFT one, you get addicted. I- there's too I, many I cool people. The, I think the more I've gotten plugged in, man, I'm, I'm starting, I think, to actually prefer it a little bit more. Because um, it's, it's interesting that, that you say this as well, because I remember like way back in, like probably in 2020, um, and actually you'll know Chris then from MMC Crypto, or you'll know of him and Ben and all them lot when they do stuff. And they were sort of not into Twitter, but that's where I was sort of learning the graphs initially, and they sort of grown considerably. But there's not too many really bridging the gap like you are at the moment with the charts and understanding that. And I think that's really important because, um, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, it does rhyme. NFTs are different, um, but it's still, you know, it's still an investment There's still like altcoin to a degree. And I think actually educating and just making people aware of it through like bull markets, bear markets, because for a lot of people right now, the bear market's the first time they've ever been in it and they're, they're panicking, you know, there's a lot going on. So I think it's important what you're doing. And I like the fact you've brought the graphs uh, to it, actually. And I even more like the fact that you didn't fake pump the project because that's so frustrating, all these projects. Have you looked at pump. a wonky stonk, Ricky? Have you looked at uh, a wonky stonk? Well, I have. I'm like you. I was a nosy getting looked in your wallet because you were okay, going to wonky stonk. <laughs> so I've had, a, I've had a look, you know. That's, that's, that's the joy of this, the NFTs. You get to be nosy and get to see... Um, and then you all have to, everyone has to do their own research, right? So that's another thing that's massively I- important. Um, but um, like I said, you know, Q said, he's a, he's a good old boy. The spaces are, are very cool. You should come in. And, and I, I actually love the fact, I don't know how old you are, but I love the fact that you're, you're not like a kid going, yo, bro, when the moon, yeah, let's go. I fucking can't understand any of that shit. Um, so I'm really pleased that you're not doing that. So yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. I think that I hit a nice medium as far as the NFT space, as far as the age bracket goes. So I'm I'm definitely not a Zoomer. Uh, I I wouldn't quite consider myself a boomer either. I think I'm a little bit in between, you know, enough enough years of experience to know, hopefully have a little bit of a grounds of, you know, a little bit of reasoning when when to break the hype, when when to hold it back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, it's been one of those things. It's been a fun journey because if it were about the hype for the project, right? Like there were a lot of opportunities that I feel like I could have introduced hype vehicles. For instance, you know, we've had no roadmap other than we vibe and then we vibe harder, right? Like that's the roadmap that I introduced from day one. And that's what I've stuck to. And, you know, it's a little bit of a corny NFT term, the vibes in general, right? But I think that it does fit the heart of the project because I really want it to be fully about the art. And I believe that that's enough, right? You know, I think that when you have a community centered around art rather than searching for, well, what is the next level of utility for this, that it is a stronger, longer term community. And that's what I want the stonks to be. You know, I don't want it to be something about what is the next hype vehicle to be able to drive this. 
I want it to be a community of people that appreciate the art and, you know, see that enough or as enough, the art and the history behind it. And I truly do believe that by cultivating that type of community, if you can build that up, right? Like you can do anything in this space. That is so much more powerful than having some roadmap full of empty promises. No, no. And so I was going to ask you, and I think you sort of answered it because I was going to say, what does success look like for you then? So yeah, success to me looks like, you know, just slowly getting, you know, one of the things that has really also opened my eyes as I've, you know, the past month I've been on this mission where I said, okay, I made a commitment where I was going to be hosting and involved in these spaces every single day this year until the wonky stonks hit a new ETH all time high. And, you know, why, why I did that isn't, you know, again, it doesn't necessarily go back to the fact, I don't care how long it takes Ricky, right. You know, if it takes two more days, great. If it takes two more months, great. Like, you know, one way or the other, I believe in seeing something through when I make that type of commitment. And if you look at a lot of the other projects that have gained success in this space, it starts from just this core community that believes in the vision together that they put in the work and they show up. And I, I just want more and more people to know about the stonks, right? Because even the people that have been out there, there are some people that know about the stonks that have heard about them that didn't even know that they were generative art they thought that they were just like pictures of a chart that we took from trading view and then like added some different colors and stuff too they didn't realize the price action was fully generative that you know there were algorithms in the background that bucketed that price action um and, and you know that randomized everything that went into it right like so i think that getting the history out there you know, as especially as like the CT side of, you know, starts to grow more into NFTs and also as the NFT side starts to look more at charts, I think that the art behind it will begin to connect with more and more people. So I think that it's just a matter of there are the people out there, you know, there are 8,736 stonks. I believe fully there are more than 8,736 people that this vision connects with. It's just a matter of, you know, positioning yourself for that. So that's, that's kind of my vision. That's what I believe that success looks like, right? You know, I'm not in a hurry. Eventually, like I would love ledge art. You know, I, I believe that there's going to be enough demand for the stonks that it warrants bringing in new generative collections, and there's eight there's eight billion people on the planet right and yeah. there's a lot of people coming in so educating people that the space isn't all pump and dump and scams in fact you know making people aware that there's communities and friendships and ecosystems being born and fusions of technology and art that's exciting and the, the pressure on projects and individuals and artists to sell can be so high but actually with so many people coming in daily it doesn't matter because you just get new people on board because they discover you for the first time. Your project launched in 2021. My project launched in 2021. You never heard of each other. And that's, that's the space. Like you treat the day like no one knows you every day. Then that's a lot better because people get to discover each time. And, and that, I think, makes a fun journey rather than one full of pressure that a lot of people put themselves under, um, I believe. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, and you know, that's the thing. It's like if you can do these spaces and just have one more person 
you know, every day that hear about it. I also believe in the power of, you know, exponential growth where there's going to be some type of parabolic exponential growth that happens in the NFT space sometime soon. Like it is not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So, you know, that, that's the way that crypto markets work in general. You have a lot of flat, a lot of consolidation, and then you have rapid, rapid growth, right? So as much as people think the opportunity in the crypto market is spread out over years, it is. But the actual real upside to it is usually a much briefer window, right? So it's about the people that have that conviction to stick around whenever it's not up only every single day that are going to be the ones best positioned to take advantage of that opportunity. No, I, I believe that. I believe that fully. Um, you know, I think keep turning up, keep being the river, not the rock, right? Because everyone sees the success of stuff, but they don't see the blood, the sweat, the tears and the effort that goes in. Like I, I've, like I say, I've been in animation film and I've had my media company over 22 years and I wake up every day and think, what the fuck is going on? You know, I, every day is a learning day. I think no one's an expert in this space. There's no right or wrong. There's just different. And I think everyone having a different chapter of their journey can learn from each other. So I think it's quite it's quite interesting. But I like I'm like I say I'm sorry for I'm taking the the oxygen in your room. I just okay. thought I'd say um, hi, uh, and it was nice to meet you. And I'm interested to find out more about your project and your community. And I know some of my community will come in um, too. But but yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Don't apologize, man. I mean, you know, hey. I, I, I respect what you're saying and, you know, whether it's the lions, the stonks, whatever else out here, right? Like, I think that, you know, we, we share that same vision that, you know, it, it's just a matter of continuing to show up, continuing to put in the work and that, you know, eventually you work hard enough. And you, if, if you have a product that you believe in, like it'll eventually speak for itself. So white rabbit, welcome up to the stage again. Thank you for joining us. How's it going? Going good, man. Thanks for having me up here. You guys are doing an awesome job with the space today. And, uh, you know, I, I I always enjoy you guys' spaces. The 80s baby, I jump into a lot of his spaces. Wanted to shout him out. He's always he's always awesome to listen to. Um, had just a, a, a couple of questions for you. One of them was, um, do you... Do you make any recommendations on how people can be a little bit more secure when they're when they're linking their wallets or doing things like that in not just your collection but but any collection out there? I you know I wish that I could come out and say that I was you know after the amount of time that I've spent in this space should I be an expert on security you know I should be better but you can see that by, you know, some of the like, heck, there was a Bitcoiner recently that was like diehard member of the Bitcoin community. It takes a ton of precautions. You know, he slipped up. Right. So the question is in this space, is anybody an expert? I don't know. Here are the things that I do know. I just treat my, you know, treat everything as simple and cautious as possible. And it's worked for me so far. Right. Like I don't chase after. You know, if you've got a hot wallet that has NFTs, bro, be careful with that, right? Like, honestly, the smartest thing to do if you're going to pursue a new mint and you don't trust it, like use a fresh wallet with just amount, just the number of ETH that you need to be able to mint that out, right? You know, if you want to connect to different sites, you know, just do as, you know, much due diligence as you can of making sure that you are connecting to the authentic site right you know following authentic links through authentic channels 
Um, but realistically, I think the biggest thing that gets a lot of people when you hear about these hacks, it's some type of FOMO or too good to be true opportunity, right? Where people, right, right. So I think that it's just a matter of like, you know, avoiding that greed and then little things too. You know, if you are storing something on a ledger, you know, I've seen recently where people have used ledgers to, you know, approve transactions for mints or something else. And, you know, when you're opening up your ledger to some random contract for approvals, I mean, heck, there are some malicious, <laughs> there's some malicious approvals that will go through a ledger that won't even go through a hot wallet that like MetaMask and stuff are designed to, you know, be able to filter through and make sure that shit doesn't get approved. So like, I think when you're using a ledger cold storage for any of your um, NFTs or ETH or whatever else it is, basically only use it for transferring in and out of your hot wallet, right? Like don't use it for anything else outside of purely that, right? Like it shouldn't be the medium of approving any other outside transactions. So Correct. I think yeah. little things like that are, you know, if you just do the little things, be careful, avoid the things that are too good to be true. Don't get greedy. Like, I think you've got a high chance of being able to protect your assets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always try and recommend to people use a fresh wallet or if you're trying to do anything that requires you to, to hook your wallet up to something to be able to, you know, get whitelisted for something or even to be able to just prove that you have a particular nft for a project uh, i always try and tell people be really really careful make sure that whatever is needed is the only thing that's in the wallet that you're connecting because you know you connect something with 300 nfts in it it's there's a high chance of you losing some of your nfts if if you're not being really careful uh, i just think that security is something that should be talked about a lot more on these spaces so that people are aware and realize kind of what's going on i mean my brother and i we've unfortunately learned through the fire of of this kind of stuff and uh we've we've lost a lot of nfts in the process um crypto i mean we we've been in the space a long time so as far back as, you know, losing money on BitConnect. <laughs> you know, another level to this, too, that I don't think that we talk about enough is well, the people who make fake accounts, like <clears throat> Kaleo uh, fake account would DM you, hey, um, I have this, that, and the other, and you just click on a link. Um, that murders people in this space, man. And yeah. we get excited because we have somebody with 500,000 followers, you know, messaging you, but it's really a fake account and they're trying to scam you. So that's another level to it, too. And it goes the same way in Discord. Um, a lot of Discords, they get hacked and they, they make the same type of account that maybe a mod might have. And you trust that mod, you trust that person. But doing that little bit of due diligence to see if their, their number is wrong or their profile is wrong. <laughs> It's just that extra level that can really, really protect you too, man. Yeah, just doing a little bit of your own research. Make sure that you do due diligence when you're, I mean, when you're connecting your wallet to anything. It's it's really, I think, a, a serious thing because, I mean, this is people's livelihoods that we're talking about. You you can you can put yourself in a really bad situation emotionally if you make just a, a simple error, not checking somebody's profile that sent you a DM for sure. Yeah. Let's see, we got a um, shoot, pretty boy shoot. What's up, brother? Welcome to the stage. 
Hey, what's up, Kaleo? Uh, firstly, thank you so much for bringing me up. I appreciate it. Um, I've been following you and your calls and all your tweets for a very, very long time. And I appreciate everything you do in the crypto space and the Web3 web space. And just, uh, you know, I'm sure you helped not only me, but uh, many, many other people um, in this community. Um, my first question I had for you, I had just two questions, was I'm not sure if you saw the news regarding the Twitter coins. Um, basically, uh, a lot of people are trying to do the spaces and make their own space. And because of the upcoming uh, coins that are that Elon or so I saw the, the leak, someone tweeted it out about the coins, upcoming coins coming out. Um, my question was, do you have any advice for upcoming um, people that want to start their own space and any, um, you know, advice or ideas to give them? And uh, two, do you think they're going to implement crypto and you know i'm sure that's a lot of speculation and just i wanted to hear your opinion on that what do you what do you mean by start up their own space before i dive into answering the question so um i saw this thread that a lot of people are um, want to start doing their own space just to get their name out there and uh do like you do every uh you know, week or every day, have their own space, talk about, you know, Web3 or talk about the market. And, uh, you know, these, you know, influencers are going to be, um, I saw paid in coins. Um, so uh, I saw, you know, I, on my feed, at least I'm seeing a lot of new people starting their own space. And I just think that's a great thing. Um, I want to see if you have any advice for people like that. Uh, yeah, man, I think that, like, you know, you can even look at the Room 110 guys in here, right? Like, they're they're in that same journey that you are. And, I mean, heck, I'm in the same spot, too, where cultivating an audience doesn't happen overnight. I think that what's important and what's really helped me out, I mean, you know, Q can test to this. You've got to get out there, get in other people's rooms, make those connections, right? You know, and at the same time, host your own spaces, right? Like, those... You may only have a few people that are showing up to it, but those connections that you make with a few people that are showing up every day are going to be the connections that are able to push you through, you know, to whatever that next level is. So, you know, it, it's a mixture of both, you know, getting up here, just being a voice, hopping around through different audiences, getting exposure through that and making those connections. And I think eventually you know, hey, if you provide honest feedback, if you are, you know, showing up and just being yourself, that authenticity attracts an audience at a certain point. So, you know, just be yourself, pursue that. And like, you know, you got to be patient with it, too. It's got to be something that you really enjoy, because if you're if you're doing it just for the fact that, OK, I want to do this and I want to become x type of influencer with x amount of following bro you're going to get burned out in the process right like so you've got to do something that's authentic to you that you're passionate about and i really think from there you know good things just come naturally to those who you know those who wait and be consistent with it just be consistent brother thank you Thank you. Um, just to add on uh, about that, I do uh, agree with you that the people that just want to do it for the greed and for the cloud are going to fail. I do agree with what Ricky said before about there's just so many different types of people in this community and this space that you can meet and that can just help you in, in life, You know, whether it's your business or investing or whatever it is. And I just think the opportunity is, is all out there for everyone. So again, thank you for answering my question.
Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for joining. Um, Caesar, you got your hand up. What's going on? And we'll kick it over to Ricky. Me, Steph, fucking Khalil, bro. Man, it's always a fucking pleasure listening to you, man. So much alpha always. Probably it's the Twitter spaces with the best alpha, man. Always, man. Always fucking mature. Like, you get my point? Like, lots of wisdom. The velocity of the words. Always, always fucking making, uh, uh, like, good feelings in the brain. Bro, I have actually a couple of uh, questions because, I mean, I saw people asking you questions. That I, said, Man, I, I also want to ask some questions. I was wondering two questions. I have more questions, but for this, for tonight, I think these two are very good for me. Uh, you know, like, who is your Kaleo? Let's say you are my Kaleo. Like, I learned a lot from you. And I, I actually, for real, learn a lot from you, from you. Who is your Kaleo, man? Who do you learn from? Like, what Twitter accounts do you follow? Like, what are those influencers or those people that you fucking listen to them and you're like, wow, man, this fucker told me something today. You get my point? Like, you get impressed about the, about the level of knowledge that they have. Are you impressed of someone? Like, do you follow someone? That's the first question. And the second one, a bit unrelated to it. I was, uh, because you know, I'm also grinding every fucking day. And I saw that my screen time is 14 hours a day, man. And that's only the phone. So combine that shit with the laptop. Dude, I'm fucking living, living digital world every fucking day of my life. So I'm a bit worried about it. So I was also uh, wondering about your in real life balance with your digital life balance. And if you can... Uh, I to say, like, how much is your screen time and, and that stuff, man. So those are my two questions for today, bro. You know, my screen time feels like it's 26 hours a day, but I think that it's actually right now closer to 11, uh, which is still a lot. You know, like, I was down to seven or so, you know, throughout, like, the fall, and that felt pretty healthy. Um, but, you know, in the bull market, bro, I've seen it up to 14, 15, <laughs> which is insane, but... You know, there are just periods where I feel like, you know, putting in that extra hustle adds like, you know, exponential value. So, you know, I, whether it's the healthiest thing or not is another debate, but um, I don't know, man. I, as far as like, who is my Kaleo, like this may sound bad. Nobody. Um, there are people I respect in the space, people I'm friends with. But, you know, I, I, I want to do my own thing. At the end of the day, I like I don't want to gravitate necessarily toward any individual and say I want to be like them. Like, I want to be the best me I can. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of always been my approach. I mean, there were people back whenever I was a smaller account that I would simp because I'd be like, man, I want their follow. But like thinking back on it, I just wanted their engagement. <laughs> I wanted their recognition and I wanted their engagement because I respected the audience that they built. You know, I liked the work that they did, but it didn't mean that I wanted to, you know, style my content around theirs. I still was doing my own thing, but, you know, I just wanted them to respect me for what I was doing. And I still feel like that right now. You know, there's still people that I'm like, you know, I want them to, I want to make those connections deeper. I want their respect, but it doesn't matter mean that I want to be like them. Like, I don't know if that makes sense at all. Um, but yeah, you know, especially in the NFT space, I feel like there are several people that like, you know, are influential in the space that I still just haven't had the chance to make those connections with that I want to be able to, I want, you know, 
you want recognition. And, you know, that's something that really does inspire me is recognition in the space and making those connections. So like working toward that. Got it, bro. Uh, Kaleo, one, one small thing. Uh, I see this guy, uh, 80s. I mean, he's an amazing guy. How do you guys uh, decide to work together? I mean, what's, what's the connection? What's the magic there in between you, between you and the 80s? I, I love the duo, man. I love the duo. I, I think that you guys complement each other very well. That, that's what I'm saying. Bro, I don't know. Ask 80s. Ask 80s. <laughs> crazy here. I simmed hard on him for like three months and then he just finally caved in. No, I'm joking. Um, we, we started our relationship, I think, after a couple days after Mint in the Wonky Stomp community. Um, I just sent him a very genuine uh, message, kind of the same way that you guys come up here and explain how you guys feel about him. And from there, we just hit it off with good intentions, talking about the project, talking about building community. Um, and we ended up meeting, um, in real life at, uh, Art Basel 2021. And, um, hey, don't so, stop talking, 80s. Sorry, I, I just had to do that. <laughs> it's, it's so loud in my, uh, headphones. Sorry. Um, I can put it subtle for you. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Oh, there you go. Get the vibes right. We uh we have lunch and we just exchange energy between one of each other, and we talked about life. We talked about accomplishing things in life, what we've been through in life, and having that in real life energy connection between the two of us. I think we just hit it off, and from there we've always just stuck together. Um, I, I don't know any other way to put it, but we've just been ride or die with each other ever since. And I helped him a lot with the Walking Stone community, along with me and a couple other guys. And we just built that personal relationship through time and staying convicted, staying consistent with our relationship and building that, building those good vibes for one another so we can ultimately get to this point right here. So um, it's been an amazing journey uh, having you as a friend, Kaleo. You've helped me out in so many personal ways. I've helped you out in so many personal ways. And that's that's like the ethos of what the human connection is. And the NFT space brought us together, man. And his wife supported the entire thing, too. <laughs> yeah, right. She did, man. She did. And she still does. And she loves she loves that what we have built here because she sees the happiness in me and what I've also overcome in my life to get to this point right now is a huge testament to Wonky Stonks, Kaleo, Hondo, and the entire community and all the people that I've met in here. Amazing, bro. Amazing, amazing. Fucking love story. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for sharing. Bro, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, damn, man. That was... That was intense. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just thought it was fitting, guys. You know, that's all. I mean, Q, Q was getting all romantic then. He was like thinking, oh man, he's missing out. In fact, he would probably went, oh man, hmm, he's missing out. So yeah, um, you know, the, um, the guy who was talking earlier was talking about security. Um, there is an unsung hero. Now, obviously everyone has to do their own research, but probably about a month ago, two months ago, I got properly scammed and I was really pissed because I lost Other Side, Only Force, all sorts of stuff. Um, but if it's right with you, I could pin... Uh, a superhero 
at the top because uh, Simone Art is one of the most skilled and most amazing people in cybersecurity for NFTs and things like that. She's got like 16 years cybersecurity. She did all the clubhouse rooms. Um, there's like a DAO they have where artists and NFTs, if they ever get caught and they don't have ETH, um, she's actually does rooms about this and she has like a book and stuff. But she's a really, really gem, a great gem in this space and i think when people get scammed or when they see it everyone goes oh yeah talk to this person talk to that person you don't really know who the true heroes are so if it's okay i wouldn't mind pinning her thing to the top because for all of you she really is please the, do please do yeah she she is the the um go-to person she has she she did a book that she um created she sold it as an nft it's all about uh, cybersecurity, which i'll pin at the top but check her out because she's trusted by so many um, in the NFT space. And when I got scammed and I said, stuff coming out of my wallet, oh my God, what do I do? And they were about to take all of my crypto voxels as well. Um, I phoned her and she spoke to her and she said, Ricky, don't worry, we'll go through it. And we sorted it and I managed to get control of my wallet again, uh, which was super important. So when we're talking about, when you're talking about security, I'll just bring her to your attention. Obviously everyone do your research, but, um, she is an unsung hero in the space and a lot of people uh, respect her in the space too. So I just thought I'd share that if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, of please. course. Thank you, Ricky. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Ricky. I'll, I'll definitely uh, show her some love on her Twitter and uh, repost some of her stuff. I see we uh, have, uh, let's see, Brian. Brian's on the stage. Do you uh, want an opportunity to speak, brother? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Calio. Um, I just got here because Cesar, who is on the stage, uh, showed me the way. Um, yeah, I, I've been I've been listening listening carefully to uh, all your contributions and comments, and you know, it's it's pretty funny because um, um, I'm kind of new to to being brave enough uh, on taking the you know like the yeah I would say bravery to jump on stage and and talk out loud uh, what I think uh, regarding uh, uh, the topics. And I thank you for that because, you know, uh, uh, I was also discussing earlier with Cesar that, uh, you know, that, that the space is, is, is played with uh, a lot of false uh, positivity. And, you know, uh, it, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty amazing. I, actually, I'm, 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 I'm amazed, you know. Uh, um, uh, it's clear for me that you are not here for the numbers, but uh, for the value you can provide. Like this, this, this space must be crowded, you know. And yeah, I, I just, I just wanted to say that. And um, as well, uh, I was, uh, I have a question. Like, um, how, what, what, uh, what, what, uh, what things are you looking at right now? Um, aside from. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about your portfolio, but what do you think are the uh, is going to be the, the 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 future for 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 the upcoming um, altcoins? I mean, uh, we are all saying or we are all looking for uh, for the tech or for the project, for instance. But I think that uh, a lot of uh, I don't know blockchains or protocols like I are underrated. For instance, I am a lot into Polkadot. But uh, I'm, I'm more like in the geek side. But what do you see 
on the protocols on or on the chains so in order to so you can or, or they can get your your attention Calio. i don't know if my question was was clear i mean honestly like this may sound bad right now but I, i'm i'm not looking at a lot outside of what i'm tweeting about right now you know there are a lot of interesting nft projects I'm interested in playing Bitcoin and ETH. I'm not looking for a ton of other alts. Not to say that there aren't a lot that have potential right now, but you know this may sound incredibly boring. And I'm like, I'm looking at doing a little bit more alt trading, some alt setups, like I used to. But um, you know, I, I'm just not as interested in playing the alt market until realistically the next rally here, 2024, 2025. Even though I think that we're going to get a strong bear market rally here. You know, I see I could see Bitcoin going to 40K plus before it, you know, has some type of retracement. I like, you know, I, I, it may be 2019 PTSD, but like in 2019, Bitcoin just absorbs so much of the liquidity. And you can even look at it right now with the Bitcoin dominance chart. Like it still is right. Like a lot of alts are breaking down versus BTC. So that strength there, I think, is something not to ignore. So as far as just like, you know, the trading side of it, like I'm primarily playing BTC and ETH. I'm primarily looking at ETH because I still think NFTs have the potential to outperform. I think there are a lot of things that are there. Like, you know, again, we've seen signs recently where a lot of these quality projects have bounced. And I get that they've had, you know, a little over a week now where everything's kind of cooled off. But I still think that a lot of that momentum is going to come back. You know, like every healthy expansion needs a second to breathe. Um, so, you know, just stand patient with that. Stick in the course. Um, I'm going to kick it over to Sandman. Sandman, welcome up to the stage. I'm not sure if that's your art there on your banner, but if it is, it's pretty badass. Thank you. Yes, it is. Uh, and there's plenty more in the link tree and stuff. So I appreciate you mentioning Um yeah, I, I just wanted to ask Ricky a question um, about when he was getting drained. What were the actual steps that you took to take re-control of your wallet? And can you just, you know, not that it'd be an expert explanation or whatever, but it's like, this is what I did and this is how it stopped it. Uh, yeah, well, um, so so actually what happened was, and, you know, this is a nightmare with this space. Um, it was quite late and I woke up and I saw uh, there was a Yuga Labs advert on Twitter, and it was yugalabs.com uh, with a double S. And it had um, a commercial saying Yuga were doing a World Cup piece with Adidas, and anyone who had other side land or anything could um, mint a free NFT. So I was like tired, and I thought, oh, cool. So I, I connected to the site, and it crashed on my phone. So I was like, hmm, that's strange. And then I went in um, to like the studio, sat down, connected, set up the computer and connected on there. And um, it, it sort of crashed again, but I opened it up and I had obviously signed a contract. And uh, I was like, okay, as I'm obsessed with NFTs, I obviously then went to OpenSea to have a look to see what this potential NFT was because I could have closed it down at that point. Um, and then I was like, fuck my, um, Anthony Hopkins were, were, were leaving my wallet. My bad dogs were leaving my wallet. Um, and then I could just basically see everything leaving my wallet and it was skewed. 
And I was like, oh my God. So I actually posted out a video on Twitter saying, what the, my, my um, wallet is now being drained. What do I do? Because obviously, you know, the, the community being awesome as it is. Um, and then lots of friends connected and they messaged me and they said, oh, do this and do that and unconnect. And I was like, okay, cool. But obviously, I know Simona. Um, I got one of her NFTs way back when. And when she actually then said to me, um, Ricky, I can talk to you if you'd like. It sort of cut through the noise and all the people who were like, not a lot of people were like, oh, disconnect the site. But that isn't enough. Because what happened was I had connected to a site that looked like, and the only difference with this Yuga thing was, Yuga Labs might be Yuga Labs, but their thing on Twitter is Yuga. And Yuga Labs with a double S, um, you know, when you're tired, you, you wouldn't recognize that double S. So everything looked legitimate. Um, and what uh, she said to me, which was really important as well, because I, I then phoned her um, and we talked through it, and I went to revoke.cash. Now, revoke.cash itself looks like a website that, doesn't look like a true website as well. And you're thinking, hmm. But because she told me to, to log into that, um, I did. And I could see that the scammer had basically uh, ready to take my long neckies, um, 26 crypto voxel parcels and everything. So, so what we did, and this is why I say her DAO was really good, because at that time, I didn't actually have ETH in my wallet. Um, and she actually sent me a little bit of ETH over to be able to cancel these transactions. So, so because because what what had happened, and because this was like a contractual sign, um, on revoke.cash, it could it showed other side um, and all these all the projects basically taking anything that was liquid in my wallet. So anything that people had offers on, that was what was stolen straight away. And revoke.cash enabled me to stop all of those transactions, which is super important because I was able to then take control of my wallet. And why that's important, because a lot of people might have just disconnected from the site, but then they'd have woken up and their wallet would have been drained. Now, because um, a lot of people had bids, open bids on collections, when my stuff was stolen, it was sold instantaneously. And so therefore, the scammers basically converted it to cash straight away. Um, I then contacted OpenSea, but this is also equally very important because when you take control of your wallet again, then it's important to tell OpenSea that you have control of your wallet, that you've revoked everything because um, a lot of artists, a lot of people will panic in that moment. And if they suddenly say their wallet is compromised, it can affect their collection, it can affect their artwork, it can affect so many things, it can cause such a headache because a lot of artists last year a lot of people last year who went straight in thinking that you know there's been it's been compromised um ended up being in quite dark places because all their collections were everywhere they had to redo everything so um simone actually said to me in capital letters i said to OpenSea, i have control of my wallet again it has been drained but i do have or started to be drained but i have control and so they didn't like block the wallet. They just flagged the pieces that were stolen. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what I did because what some of these contracts can do is that when you connect, the common sort of protocol, if you have had stuff taken, is that you either negotiate with the person who bought it or you buy it for whatever they bought it for, um, which, you know, I started doing. 
But had I have got those pieces back into my wallet, they would have been taken out again straight away if I hadn't revoked this contract. Because what some of the scammers do is they write these contracts to take particular projects. So if you ever got them back, it would go out again. So, so, so really the scammers took what was liquid and what was offers and you could just see it being stacked. And I think at the moment, I mean, it, this all happened very quickly, by the way, because I posted a video straight away. I then posted a video afterwards um, so that no one else could get caught um, by it. Um, and at the moment we stopped it was when uh, 26 of my crypto voxels were about to go. And we managed to stop that. So, so that's what we did. We used revoke.cash um, to basically, and, 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 and interestingly with that as well, is that um, a number of friends last year who got their wallets drained from crypto, um, you can actually see with that if, for example, you had something that, let's say if you got 5 ETH, for example, when you reach 5 ETH, your wallet would suddenly be drained. They have these things like that in there as well. So you get to see all this stuff. So I was stupid. I, I connected to something that I thought was real, very real. Um, and because I then signed it and I was tired, uh, it started draining my wallet, but I had never seen it in a contractual way like that. Um, yeah. and then obviously I lost, think, I think about 30 grand's worth of NFTs. And to me, that's a lot. So, uh, and I lost NFTs that were, um, important for my kids that I bought for my kids that I ended up buying back because, you know, so God help the scammers if they ever come into the jungle because I'll rip their fucking heads off. Well, I won't. The lions will. But yeah, so that's basically what I did. Well, um, I, I just want to thank you for like like walking it through very articulately like exactly what you did, you know? And I think one of the big lessons in that is don't do transactions or get FOMO and feel like you have to do this particular mint because it's, it, it's like usually one of those too good to be true kind of situations. And if you're tired, then that exponentially like, you know, makes you more yeah, vulnerable to this sort it, of thing. It does. And this happened to me as well, uh, again, when Mecca launched, because the moment they launched, their website went down, their Discord went down, and I got a message saying, we're so sorry our website is down. We're so sorry our Discord is down. Here you can mint uh, a pass to get, the Mecca. So I lost a lot of ETH that day as well um, and ended up resenting the project, although it wasn't the project's fault, it was my fault, but their site was down, Day of Mint, and so was the Discord. And so... so someone know, attacked them or something, right? Yeah, well, I think the thing is, is because so much money can now be made on this in this space, and like, I mean, even when I, when I launched the Jungle Apes, the day of launching the Jungle Apes, someone duplicated another site straight away, and people were minting... Um, from OpenSea and buying from OpenSea of a fake site. So there's so many duplicates. So it's so important to click the links on the artists directly. And even if you, you know, even if a friend forwards something, you've got to just check the artist directly because you never know who's hacked their wallet as well or hacked their Twitter account. So it's super important. And we are, you know, especially socially groomed to not the fear of missing out, you know, Oh, there's a limited number. I've got to mint this thing. I think yeah, you need to sort I'm of sure step back. Something yeah. with the world cup really caught you like, you know, cause I know you're a big sports fan. So it's like, Oh my God, you know, rush to it because you know, it's going to be a popular thing. And so they, you know, they engineer it the way they word it and what they pick to, to scam with to but, but, target and, and market. 
Yeah, and anyone can get done. I mean, look at Crypto Nova recently. I mean, I, I saw him yeah, in no, NFT no. London. We were chatting. He was saying it was the legacy yeah. for his kids. Um, and then he lost his punk, and then he, you know, he went to a very dark place. He lost a lot, a lot there. And so anyone can get done and caught. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, you're right. You just take that extra heartbeat to go, do you want it? Do you really need it? Don't rush into it. That's, that's the thing. Ricky, I really appreciate you sharing that, man. I definitely think it's valuable for everybody in here. Hate hearing that story. Love your, you know, your persistence in the comeback, though. Um, you know, that is unique. And, you know, Sandman, I appreciate you coming up and asking a bit more about that. Because, again, I, I don't think we focus enough about security in this space. So definitely appreciate it. You know, we can all learn lessons from that. Um, but unfortunately, guys, I, I, I do have to cut off the space one a little bit longer than I, I, I meant to with it. I, yeah. I just want to add one more little thing uh, to tack on to that is, is that I think what we need is the space where, you know, like that, that was explained perfectly for someone who is completely new to the space. A lot of us had the old clubhouse days where we could sit around all day. And now it's, you know, everybody's busy in their lives now. So we need spaces that repeat that sort of thing all the new people out there oh i agree completely and, man. and yeah, put it like that we can't take for granted you know newbie to nft spaces you know let people understand how to get from a custodial wallet to a different type of wallet and self-custody and all that too that's why i'm all for those type of conversations anytime that they're brought up so you know again thank you guys for showing up to the 48th consecutive week of wonky weekly alpha it has been a lot of fun appreciate the new voices that have come up on stage as well um you know we do these every single friday but lately you know <laughs> like I, I do a derivative of them almost every single day right now and you know i will as long as it takes um so again just appreciate you guys hope everybody enjoys their weekend and uh yeah you know be on the lookout for something else if not next friday tomorrow so much love everyone Take care everyone enjoy peace <laughs> But when I look back at all the crazy